the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show, final hour of the week. Glad to have you along. Take us with you wherever you go, iHeartTuneInRadio.com app. Download the Answer app, search 99FM, the Answer, in the iTunes and Google Play store. It's been good to be back in studio, back on Facebook. Watch the show, The Hooley Show on Facebook. Uh, download the podcast, listen to the podcast. You missed a portion of the show. Aaron posts it on the 989theanswer.com page every day. Uh, click Listen, click Shows, you'll find it, any segment that you missed. Uh, very easy to download or listen to on the fly. Funny social media response from Jim on my commentary about Joe Biden looking completely lost yesterday at the end of his morning press conference on COVID, where he said, okay, uh, this is the end of the briefing. And he sat there, which means, okay, fire away. And the questions came, and Biden just froze. He didn't know where he was. Sure looked like it. Didn't know what he was doing there, why he was there. This should be a major story nationally. What's going on there with the president? What is going on? Why is he sitting there? What is he doing? I don't think anybody asked it of Jen Psaki yesterday. Why do people not ask questions like that? Well, the easy answer is because what they saw was not out of the ordinary enough from what they normally see out of Joe Biden for them to think that something unusual was up. So we have become desensitized to his incompetence. To his inability to answer questions on the fly. To his inability to respond like a president responds. To his inability to reflect the sharpness and acumen that should be standard procedure for someone in the office that he has. Jim says, he looks like Jimmy Stewart when he realizes his stupid uncle lost all the money that was to be deposited. Yes, Jim is referencing It's a Wonderful Life, where George Bailey, played by Jimmy Stewart, realizes my stupid uncle Billy lost the building and loan money. Except that was a movie. This is real life. And we are stuck with it. I just, I'm astounded. No one asked Saki yesterday, what is going on with the president this morning? I mean, I know she's going to spin it. Oh, what are you talking about? He's just, I can't, I can't keep up with him. You know, that's what the answer would be. But this is my, one of my chief objections to how media is done now is that the people who are tasked with asking the questions that need to be asked on behalf of the American people, 
That is the one thing as a journalist you should never lose sight of. You are not there for your own purposes. We have completely in our country, in most media outlets, completely lost sight of the duty that you are given when you are granted access to people in power. You are not there on your behalf. You are there on behalf of the audience that consumes the content you provide. And so you're, if you're in the White House press corps, whether you're there for Reuters or the Associated Press or the LA Times or the New York Times, or whoever you're there for, I don't care, it doesn't matter. You are there as a vessel to ask the questions that Mr. and Mrs. Everyday American would ask if they were there, seeing what you see, hearing what you hear, analyzing what you've analyzed. And so when you see the President of the United States freezing, unaware of what he's supposed to do next, that is something that compels you to ask, what is going on with the President this morning when he gets to the end of his prepared remarks on a teleprompter that he was squinting and struggling to read And he said, okay, well, we've reached the end of the briefing. Thank you all for coming. Now, if he gets up and he walks away, we've seen that before. But he didn't get up and walk away. He sat there. And there was this uncomfortable, like, 10 to 20 second period where somebody finally said, well, if he's going to sit there, I'm going to ask him a question. So he asked him a question. And Biden, like, kind of froze. And then something seemed to click. And he was like, ah, I'll talk about that later. And then more questions. Okay, we answered that. We're going to talk about it later. Okay, well, let's ask him some more questions. I'll stop here so we can get to the briefing started. Thank you for taking the time. Get the briefing started. That means ask me what you want to ask. Mr. President, a message for vaccinated Americans who are wondering why they should continue to restrict their activities given so I played this before. This went on and on and on and on and on. This goes on for like a minute where they're asking him questions, and now he just sits there and freezes, and he doesn't have any idea what he's doing. And yet Saki didn't get asked this question yesterday. These are the things that we should, we should care about it, first of all, and we're certainly entitled to know it. It's extremely disappointing to me that, uh, you know, power, unchecked power is a really, really bad thing. The people who we are expecting to provide the check on that power are not interested in providing that check on that power. Otherwise, they would be asking these questions. Now, they're not a complete and total failure because they did ask Jen Psaki, somebody, this guy's probably got bounced. He's probably not going to get another question in from Jen Psaki anytime soon. Because he ran down through a litany of things yesterday in the aftermath of the Supreme Court case that at least, again, she's going to, you know, kick it aside, not answer it. But this was a pretty good attempt to frame how badly things are going for the Biden administration. And again, you don't not ask something just because it's uncomfortable to ask it. A couple specific ones, but I wanted to kind of follow on that. Um... You're determining next steps. I mean, frankly, things just seem like they're going pretty poorly right now. 
for, for the White House, the, you know, Build Back Better is being blocked, voting rights is being blocked, diplomatic talks with Russia doesn't seem to have brought us back from the brink, the brink of war, inflation's at a 40-year high, the virus is setting records for infection. So <laughs> as we kind of hit this one-year period and a period where everything seems like it's in pretty rough shape or nearly everything, um, which is not an invitation, I guess, to list off. <laughs> um, some other things. Uh, I, I'm, I'm wondering at what point do you take stock and say that things need to change internally, whether it's your outreach for the Hill, whether it's the leadership within the White House. Uh, it, you seem to be stymied on an incredible number of fronts right now. Well, let me give you a little bit of a different take on this. Uh, more than 200 million people are vaccinated. We've had a record job growth, record low unemployment rates. All right, I got to stop her there because I can only handle so many lies. 200 million people vaccinated, you've said, is a fail because you keep harping on the need of people to get vaccinated. You've been unable to manage the messaging on the vaccines. You've trotted out a collection of fools, Walensky, Collins, Fauci, and everybody else, who have turned what should have been a no-doubter, get vaccinated, into a, "Mm, I don't know about this, what are they up to, why are they doing this, why do they keep changing the message? You've made people doubt the message. So no, you don't get to take a victory lap on turning vaccines into a political issue. You did that. Record job growth. Bogus. Bogus. The jobs... Our jobs that were there before went away for COVID and were always going to come back. Always going to come back. So the question was a good question. What are you going to do? Are you going to change the messaging? Are you going to change the way you reach out to the Hill? Is it time for new leadership? Because you've taken a bath on Build Back Better, Russia at the Ukrainian border, voting rights, inflation, The virus, everything they've touched, has taken a southward tack. I know it's her job to put lipstick on the pig. But it's still a pig. (laughs) And everything is going bad for them. And they took another L yesterday. But again, I said at the top of the show, and I'll say it again, don't get too greedy. Don't think the battle's over. Because her answer shows they're not going to stop. They view this as a temporary inconvenience. Biden doubling down on the Supreme Court after getting his fingers whacked. Can't do that, Joe. Well, I think people ought to do it anyway. Shows a complete, utter disdain for the rule of law in this country. They are a lawless administration. They are a clueless administration. Those are the bad combination to have in presidential leadership. So we've gotten a collection of economic numbers this week. None of them have been good for the Biden administration. Year over year, price inflation, 7% prices increasing in December of 2021 compared to December of 2020, 7%. So something that cost you a dollar last December on average will cost you a dollar 70 this December. It's a big, big dollar uh, seven, excuse me. That's a big, big, big increase when you apply it to bigger ticket items like appliances, uh, like cars. Used car prices are way higher than 7%. Now, 
New numbers come out today show that retail sales dropped 1.9% in December. Now, how can that be? How can prices be up and retail sales be down? Well, that is what we're talking about when we use a term like consumer confidence. People know prices are going up, so people are being more careful with their money. They are reducing their spending, either because they're worried about what the future means or they simply can't afford things. Prices are going up, can't afford it, can't spend on it, won't spend on it. So retail sales drop. Now, what happens when retail sales drop? Jobs go away. Nothing, of course, exists in a vacuum. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell has talked about they need to tighten the money supply. Tightening the money supply is going to cause an adjustment. I don't know if it's a spike, but it'll be an adjustment in unemployment. So these are the problems when you get into the unwise federal spending that Joe Biden used when he came into office because he wanted a victory lap. He wanted to be able to campaign behind the slogan of the American Rescue Plan. Let's spend $2 trillion more. We'd already spent $7 trillion since the pandemic began. We don't have that money. We create that money. It's artificial wealth, artificial prosperity. On the front end, it makes things a lot more comfortable, a lot more palatable. Wow, nice. I got a check for $1,400. Yay! Yeah, except when that's multiplied across the entire spectrum of the population, there are dire consequences that come with it on the back end, and now we're starting to reap those consequences. And Joe Biden, early in a presidential administration, is the time to say and do the unpopular thing. Why? Because you can't be voted out of office right away for it. That's when you enact the hard stuff, when you still have the glow of being elected on you. That would have been the time for Joe Biden to say, look, I know you'd all like for me to spend a whole bunch more money, but that would be the worst thing that I can do for the economy. Historically, that has proven to be a disaster. Joe Biden doesn't want to do the tough thing, the hard thing. He wants to do the thing that will make him popular, that will please his base. Well, now... There's a reckoning on the back end. And there's a verse in the Old Testament about sowing the wind and reaping the whirlwind. In other words, if you make an unwise decision, that unwise decision comes back to haunt you to a greater degree than the unwise decision was in the beginning. And now we're starting to see that as these bad economic numbers pile up one after the other, after the other, after the other. It's a very difficult cycle to pull a country out of because a country like the United States of America with a very complex economic system where everything is interconnected, you can't just make one change, one executive order, one signing of your name and fix it. And I'm not sure this is the president who has the acumen or certainly the stomach to fix it. He does not. His solutions are ideologically driven Uh, superbly simplistic. And he has never shown in his legislative career uh, the brilliance to come up with something transformational, nor has he ever shown the stomach 
to do anything that would compromise his personal popularity. He chooses the easy over the difficult. But the easy doesn't have long-term sustainability. And that's why we're seeing the problems that we're seeing. He really thought, I believe in my heart, that Joe Biden really thought he could skate into office on the heels of Donald Trump's unpopularity, which the Democratic Party stoked, magnified, exaggerated, and used, I'll admit, expertly to get Joe Biden elected. Circumstances just coalesced in such a way that it allowed the Democrats to hide Joe Biden in his basement under the guise of being responsible during a pandemic. So he swept into office and, oh, look, vaccines are coming available. And while they demonized Trump for every single thing he did, every single idea he implemented, and though they said themselves out loud, if it's a Donald Trump vaccine, I will not take it. In their heart of hearts, they thought, look at our luck. We are coming into office with an economy that is ready to bounce back because people are sick and tired of being cooped up in their houses. These vaccines will work. We will take credit for these vaccines. We will distribute them with a plan that was already in place that we'll say didn't exist. And we will get the credit for other people's hard work. I really believe that's what they thought. The problem is they assumed it to such a degree that they didn't do any contingency planning. No one in their administration ever seemingly asked the question, what if these things don't work like we think they will? What if they don't work like we want them to? What if there's a second surge of COVID? Do you think it would be a good idea to stockpile some tests in case our pie in the sky in the uh, pie in the sky scenario doesn't transpire? Then we'll have a fail safe. Now, see that would require humility, preparation, insight, anticipation. All the things that typify a good leader. But when you are drunk with power and you are seeking power only for your own benefit, you've missed the mission of leadership, which is to serve others. And it's translated into an epic failure. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.